what do James Robinson, Elijah Mitchell, and Michael Carter each have? Well, I'm sure you've guessed it by now. All were selected in day three of the NFL draft. And on this episode, we're going to be talking about day three running backs in Dynasty and what to do with them. So let's jump in and discuss. Have you ever felt? Are you listening? Damn. I'm your host, Jesse Muller, a.k.a. JMuller05, and welcome back into the rantings of a fantasy football fanatic. The list is just, it's long of day three running backs who've had their 15 minutes of fame. Guys that pop for a season or even half a season, right? But the ones who have remained relevant long term is frighteningly small list. Now this brings me to three guys I wanted to talk about from the rookie class from last season, and that's Damian Pierce. Tyler Algier, and Isaiah Pacheco. What are we doing with these guys? Realistically, all in Dynasty are top 28 running backs. On Keep Trade Cut, Algier is running back 28. Isaiah Pacheco is a running back 24. And Damian Pierce is running, running back 17. That is really expensive for how he is currently viewed. The equivalent for Damian Pierce is the 112 in a Superflex draft. Isaiah Pacheco, you're looking at around the 205, and Tyler Algiers, like the 207. Would you take that price for all these guys? I would in a heartbeat. Now, Pierce has the most value by far, just because he was involved for the full season. But man, I would be out in a heartbeat on all three of them. I just don't want to be stuck holding the bag with these three. Because realistically, how much does their price go up if they do survive the draft? And what are the odds are that all three of them survive the draft? It, I would be shocked if all three of them survive the draft. Where if the team, you know, they find a guy they really like, like say they're looking at Roshan in the third, they're like, Ooh. or or even Zach Evans or Kendra Miller, right? Or Tajay Spears. Like you see these guys and, and the team will be like, you know what? We like that guy more than we have on the roster. And what happens when they spend the draft capital? in day two and take that guy it's not it's not good news for the guys on the roster right so this is why these day three running backs are i like to view them as very much a short-term asset where it's you have an older back like for instance leonard fournette was last year he's an older back people didn't like him but they knew they were going to get the production for that year right and now that we're past that year you don't know how safe this guy is just because the floor is literally replaced. Like this happened with Michael Carter last year, right? They, the Jets like fell in love with Brees Hall and it made sense because he's just a better running back. And this is also the issue with running backs in general is there's just so many guys that these guys that were taking day three, they're very much replaceable. <laughs> the teams just aren't invested heavily in these guys where the future is secured enough, right? Where you can believe in them being the guy for multiple years. Now, the way running backs are viewed in general anyways in Dynasty is they're not that valuable and you could cycle through them, right? So you're basically treating them as very much short window assets. Now, there are a few guys that stand out. There's, you know, you get your Brees Halls or you get your generational prospects like Saquon Barkley or your Christian McCaffrey. These guys you know are going to have a role and be involved. But realistically, when you're looking at dynasty running backs, when you get after the top 
like six or eight. The question marks are there, even with players such as Travis Etienne. He didn't get the receiving work, but he had a, a very good receiving profile. They just were not giving him the work. So what happens when they bring in somebody, the Jags are like, you know what? Let's go get a good receiving back. Okay, hey, like a Deuce Vaughn and throw him in there. What do you think happens? It's not good news, right? Because unless ETN suddenly takes hold of that job completely. And this also applies to Ken Walker. Same situation. Young backs who, you know, they're missing a part of that game. But the questions just grow more with the farther you get away from guys who have the draft capital, right? So this is where you have a question of someone like Damian Pierce or James Cook. I'm immediately going to take James Cook. I don't even care just because he got round two draft capital. That absolutely matters. And the team made a decision where they brought in Damian Harris. And you're like, all right, cool, competition. Not a big deal. Now, yes, Houston did bring in a guy, Devin Singletary, but it's not a lot of money. So realistically, what happens if the team goes out and spends that premium draft capital, right? Now, I ex of those three running backs that we're talking about right now, I expect Pierce to survive because they did make that investment where they brought in Singletary to actually, he's gonna play a role in that offense, but Pacheco, I don't feel safe with him at all. And I don't feel safe with Algier at all, but it's really just the opportunity cost. And that's what we wanna focus on with these guys, right? So is it worth holding Pierce when you can get a, a future first, like a 24, 25 first, or you take Pacheco and Algier and you pay up to get it like a future first? No, absolutely not. Because they're in that range where they're valuable enough where one, person in your league is going to want them, right? At least one, if not multiple. So that's the decision you have to make. And you might need to be active with these offers, but you can find what you're looking for in return for. You could go trade for whatever wide receiver you're looking for, right? Those wide receiver two, young wide receiver threes, right? Who have upside, you can move them for them. And a lot of times you get a plus. So that's kind of the decision you have to make as a manager. Do you want to risk holding this asset who, for instance, like you could flip Damian Pierce for Deontay Johnson and why wouldn't you do that? I guess would be a better question. And I know Deontay Johnson had a very disappointing season last year, but he's still a freaking target hog and he's going to see work and he's secure. He's not getting replaced. So that's the question, right? But that's up to you to make it. And I wanted to touch on the two most expensive version of these day three running backs here in a second. So if you like good deals, Deontay Johnson is one of the best in Dynasty with how he's, he's viewed in the market. Another great deal is the P2W Patreon. They just have so much stuff in there. We have the endless amounts of data that P2W produces. We have the Dynasty rankings. We have strategy and a trading chart players that are buys, player that, players that are sales, individual podcasts, and so much more. All for five bucks a month, which is just one cup of coffee. Would you be willing to give up that cup of coffee to help yourself win Dynasty League? I sure would. And if you use the promo code MOLAR, just signing up for the PTW Patreon, I will grade and rank a T Dynasty team of your choice or help you with the startup draft if you prefer. It's you get an option of either or. So if you need you need a breakdown and help with the team and what to do, say you took over an orphan, or if you need help with a startup draft and how to go about putting the ideal build together that you prefer, I will help you with that. 
it's just one of the better deals out there on the market currently and i'm a big fan of it and i use it myself and it helps me as a dynasty manager so the way i look at it the more information the more help you can get the better become the best dynasty manager possible so i wanted to jump into the two most expensive versions of these running backs we're talking about and that is tony pollard and ramondre stevenson tony pollard this is the rb10 in Dynasty on Keep Trade Cut and Ramondre Stevenson is RB13 in Dynasty on Keep Trade Cut. And what makes these two so interesting is they have the data of multiple years showing us that they are two of the better running backs in the league. Many people say Tony Pollard's the best like per touch back in the league, right? And Stevenson just put up a 17% target share last season. That's I'm not joking. 17% target share. Stevenson was an animal last season. He had 89 targets and 210 carries. He was a bell cow. He was number six in weighted opportunities, according to player profile. If we look at Pollard, he was just an efficiency beast. He went well past 200 total touches, which some said he might not ever hit, but he cruised past that. He had a 9.5 yards per reception, which is ridiculous, and a 1.82 yards per route run. Pollard was incredible last season and it showed off. His expected points per game were 12.6 and he blew that out of the water by three points per game. Just showing you how freaking efficient and fantastic of a player Tony Pollard is. And when you watch him, you see it. And the same thing with Stevenson. I was a hater coming out on Stevenson. He looks such like such a slow plotter, but he got his body right for the NFL. He looks like a completely different player. His metrics and efficiency were always there, but now you see him and you watch him play and you're like, this is one of the better running backs in the league. And the data backs it up. Like, he was fantastic. His yards created per touch, 3.42. He was six with breakaway runs in the league. He was sixth in route participation, which means he was on the field a lot. And he was third in juke rate. Like, it's really impressive. Paul, and sorry, Ramondre's a big dude. He's weighs in at 231. And realistic when he was playing in college, he was bigger than that. And this is a big man with quick feet who can move. So I like both of these players. I'm I'm much more interested in them in a redraft than I am in a dynasty perspective because of the lack of draft capital. With Pollard being worth the equivalent of the 107, and Ramondre is the equivalent of the 108 on Keep Trade Cut. Like that's just that's tough value to pass up because you're getting a top eight player in this class, which the cutoff for me is, is 108, where it jumps down a tier. And it depends. If Charbonnet gets that capital, it'll make it a 109. But you have your choice of the four quarterbacks. You have your choice of a couple wide receivers. You have your choice of a couple running backs. Like you have a choice of good players. The difference is, I know what you're thinking. You're like, why well, trade this running back for that running back? Well, you're also getting younger, which is a key. Like, Pollard's almost 26. Ramondre will be 26 this season, right? So you're pushing the age calendar back, which is always nice. And if you're, you know, you're getting, say, if Gibbs falls or you get someone like Charbonnet, right? Like they should be impact players. So that's the thing you have to think about. And it'll help sometimes if you put names to these draft picks so you can kind of determine or, you know, we still have a month till the draft. You could use the draft pick for a trade for a different player. It doesn't have to be a one-for-one -one thing, right, where you draft that particular player. Maybe like a Jordan Addison. Maybe it's a Quentin Johnston. 
you know, or maybe you want to take that quarterback. You can get Will Levis. Now, maybe they don't get that capital, but realistically, the cap, the, the class is still good. It's It starts to trail off towards later on, but you're getting good players. So that's the thing you have to think about. And this comes down to what I was talking about earlier, opportunity costs. Do you think it's worth it to hold these players and hold the bag if the bottom falls out? Because it very much could. Now, I'm not saying they're going to be James Robinson or Michael Carter or Elijah Mitchell or any one of these guys who have been significantly docked by the team bringing in another player. But we know for a fact that both Dallas and New England are there's been so much smoke this offseason about them bringing in another back. And in particular, both teams have interest earlier in the draft. Now, it would be smarter, particularly for Dallas, if they waited a little bit. But realistically, that team stacked. They they could just take the favorite guy on the board, which is what they did with Zeke a few years ago. And everybody knocked them, but that pick worked out pretty well. What didn't work out was the ridiculous extension that they, they signed him to. And New England, New England's weird because like we've never really trusted New England from fantasy. It's always like a different guy every year. At least that's what it felt like, right? Where it's like, oh, guess what? This week it's Rex Burkhead or this is going back a ways, but Ben Jarvis Green Ellis, right? Like there's countless guys you can just name that have played a role or LeGarrette Blunt with his ridiculous 2016 season, right? This goes back through the history of Bill Belichick where this is why Ramondre stands out. Like he's such an outlier from what New England has done the past few years. This is the decision you have to make as a manager. Is it worth it to hold them and risk it when you can get premium draft capital? And you may be saying, well, no, it's not an early first. Well, yeah, but it's still a first round pick and that's extremely valuable. Now, there was a trade last year where it was a week before the draft and this is one of the trades I told my friend not to make this, but this was in the home dynasty league. He traded the 105 and like the 204 for Michael Carter and Daryl Henderson. And I was just like, dude, I legit told you not to make this move. He's like, I like him. I was like, I get it. But why would you do this? And guess what happened? Those dudes got (laughs) obliterated. And like, they're both literally just roster clogs for him now when he could have had 105 and guess who that would have been that would have been someone like james williams or chris olave or you know whoever else it was in this class like you could have got lucky garrett wilson would have fell or you could have got ken walker like there's all our good players right and you'd be in a much better position than you are so this is the decision you have to make now i'm not saying it's a one for one with that but there is significant risk with these guys and we need to talk about it because that feels like it's been under discussed in Dynasty. When I'm perusing whichever platform it is, if it's Twitter, if it's Instagram, if it's Snapchat, if it's Reddit, if, don't even get me started on Facebook fantasy. That's just, that's a bloodbath out there. It's just chaos. But anyways, I just wanted to discuss this for this week. So bring this to your attention that, hey, maybe see what you can get for each guy. And if you can't get those value equivalent, that's fine. You could always hold. You don't have to trade these guys. But this is why these are important things to talk about because maybe you think they're safe. But realistically, they're not probably not as safe as you expect. Now, will they have the careers of Aaron Jones and Austin Eckler? It's unlikely. How realistic is that? 
that's not even realistic for first round picks, right? Where you're getting these top five, multiple top five seasons of fantasy, right? So that's kind of what you have to think about is the player, the pedigree, what's the long-term implications for this player, and how is their value going to hold up? You have to take that all in consideration with what you're getting in return. And is that return better long-term for your team for now and in the future? Well, then it's something you should think about. So anyways, I wanted to thank you once again for stopping in to the Rancis of Fantasy Football Fanatic. We will be talking about plenty more Dynasty stuff and we will be really jumping in the NFL draft because we got less than a month, which it sounds crazy, but we're almost there. We are going to be hot and heavy with NFL draft. So anyways, just want to thank you for coming and take care. Are you listening? Damn. Uh-huh.